welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. We're going to dive into the scripture today and we're going to start with Psalms 102 verse 18. It says this in the context of the psalmist pouring out his heart during a a troublesome uh, season being overwhelmed by various things. He's pouring out his heart. And uh, I'm going to read verse 18, but I'm actually, I'm going to read it and put it on the screen in a second. But actually, I want to start in um, verse 16. Verse 16, or it starts to give a little bit of the promises of God. And it says this, For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Then it says in verse 18, which I want to highlight, It says in verse 18, let this be recorded for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created will praise the Lord. Do you know that the things that you do in this season speak to future generations? The things that you sacrifice now speak to significance in the future. Things that you write down and record regarding things that God has done in and through your life will be remembered as great significance to future generations. So important to write things down. So important to document the things that God has done. I think there's going to be tons of movies made about this season, this pandemic season. Tons of studies. Our history books will show this season. The medical textbooks will be changed because of this season. So much has come out of and will continue to come out of this last pandemic season. It's important that we write things down in this season so we can remember all the things that God has done in and through our life. The next scripture I want to read, and I'm going to give you a little bit of context, is found in Luke chapter 8. It's the story of a man possessed with a legion of demons, many demons. In fact, he was an outcast of society, bound in chains. People couldn't handle him, couldn't manage him. Jesus shows up, rebukes the demon. There's an interaction with him. The demons shriek. They acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah. And there and, and there's this deliverance that takes place. And after there's this deliverance that takes place, the demons leave the man and he's free for the first time in years. Uh, this is the response of Jesus in verse 39 of chapter 8 of Luke. It says this, return home and tell about all the great things God has done for you. So the man went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. So I've just read two different verses, one talking about recording and writing down um, what God will do, what he has done, so that people in the future will read about it and be blessed by it, be encouraged by it. And I also... Uh, referenced a verse in Luke chapter 8, verse 39, talking about sharing the things that God has done. I think it's so important in this season that we do both. 
write things down that God has done that will speak to future generations, but as well to share boldly about what God is doing in our lives, what he has done in this last, let's say, 10 months since we've been in this pandemic, kind of on some form of lockdown. There's so much to celebrate. And if you can't see it, I would encourage you, spend some time just in the Word. Spend some time with God. Spend some time even on the phone with some people to get some perspective because there's always good just around the corner from everything that feels bad. And we have to look for it sometimes, but it's there. You know, I've said over and over again that we've been quarantined for revival. And I, I, I cannot say this enough. There are things in our life that God wants to revive in this season of what is quarantined. What is quarantined is quarantined for a reason. A baby is quarantined so that it can develop, so that it can grow. There are things in your life that are growing in this season, that are being revived in this season. New life coming to your family, your relationships, your passions in life. Maybe you've started some new hobbies, hobbies picked up some new hobbies. Maybe uh, you've started working out again. Maybe there's a revival of health, so to speak, a revival of, you know, you getting into the word every day, you know, uh, a revival of, of prayer in your life, praying with your spouse, with your kids. I don't know what it is for you, but I know that this quarantine, one of the reasons why this quarantine has happened, yes, we know all the logistical, all the scientific reasons, but I believe God is using this quarantine to revive areas of our life. And I'm hoping by the end of this, however long it goes until, until that we could come out of it knowing and being able to uh, uh, see clearly areas of our life that have been revived. That's what I'm saying. I hope that you can write these things down. I'm hoping that you can share about things that God has done so you can continue to stay in the awareness of what God is doing in and through your life. Now, I, I want to be very practical today with my message and I want you to write the subject title down. What did he do? What did he do? Speaking of Jesus in your life in this last season, what did he do? And I'm calling it the check-in, the check-in. You know, every, uh, I did, I've done three provincial wide, uh, bodybuilding championship competitions so far. And I did actually three in one year, which is pretty crazy. Uh, if you know that world, I did three and I did it in the men's physique category. So I'm not wearing a Speedo on stage. I'm just wearing board shorts just to give you a little bit of a, a definition of what men's physique is. And I, I did it to challenge myself. I did it to break some fear in my life. I did it because I wanted um, something driving my health. I needed a goal to drive my health. I can't I, I didn't want to just eat healthy because I was going to the gym. I wanted to eat even healthier because I had a goal in mind and I was competing for something. That's just how I'm wired. I needed that competition. I needed that as motivation. And I had a coach for all three competitions. And uh, every week leading up to the competition, each competition, I had a weekly check-in. I checked in, I did full uh, pictures, of course, of like my body symmetry. I would document my weight, uh, often even my body fat. Uh, I would document my food eating during the week, even though I had a whole regimen that my coach would send out to me. This is the food you need to eat. Uh, this is your, um, this is this is how much each thing weighs. This is your, and I would weigh all my food. I did this for like seven, six to seven meals a day, every day. 
And this was for months and months and months and months on end. In fact, I did it for almost three years. The point is I had weekly check-ins with my coach and he with me so that I could make sure that I was on point for competition day, that my body fat would be at a certain place, that my weight would be at a certain place, that my body was um, working for my benefit properly, that maybe I had to change some of what I was eating because I was holding too much water. All these different variables went into play in each weekly check-in. I had to continue to check in and report, did I cheat or veer from the meal plan? Because if I did, you often could see, you often could see the results of that. So I was always checking in. And the same way that I checked in with the coach and he with me, I just want to check in with you. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to check in with all of us in this season that we are taking the instructions that he's given us in this season and applying it properly. That we're taking his instruction, we're recording it, we're, we're writing down the good things. It's so easy to be bombarded with all the bad things, all the things God didn't do during this pandemic, but what about all the things God did do in your personal life, in your family, in your relationship, in your business? Yes, I know for so many, there's so much negative, but what if that little bit of positive, when you start to focus on it, can grow into something so big that it outweighs all the negative, which is why I want to encourage you to share with people around you what God has done in this last season, to share and then write it down, record it, because when you record this, let me tell you, it will be read by future generations that my mom, my dad, you know, my brother, my sister, my friend, whoever, you know, experienced this during a global pandemic, which the world has never seen before in this capacity, and they got through stronger, better, and they started their business, they started their, you know, their legacy was built in this season. So this is what we're doing today. We're gonna be very, very, very practical, and we're gonna follow up with some previous prophetic, what I believe prophetic messages for this last season. And I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna check in and I'm gonna ask you the question, what has God done? What did he do for you in these areas? How are these areas, um, areas that you're growing in as a result of leaning in and believing that what he promised will come to pass? You know, something that I've been thinking a lot about in the last, I would say more 10 months, because I mean, this is the second last Sunday before the end of 2020. I can't believe that it's been so many months, 10 months of quarantine. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. And we're almost ending, we're almost at the end of the year already. It's just crazy. But I've been processing this thought of, you know, during the pandemic, you know, I'm speaking to a camera each week. I severely, severely miss all of you in the flesh. And I just can't wait cannot wait to see you all again, whoever you all are, because some of you, I don't even know you because you're brand new with us. Um, but for our community that I do know is with us, tracking with us, part of the house, can't wait to see you, uh, you know, when we come back and meet again. I, I just can't wait. I'm just so excited. I can keep talking about it all the time. But anyways, I don't want to get distracted. But I miss everyone. And I've been thinking a lot about this as I've sp spoken to a camera so much in the last 10 months you know, about the messages that come out each week. You know, when you come together live each week, it's different because I know I'm not, I'm coming with something fresh each week. But there was a, a time in this last season where I really was processing, like, do people really care if it's super fresh and brand new every week? Or do we really, do we really need something fresh each week? Or can we actually 
go back a little bit and think on, meditate on, like we do in the scripture all the time, like nothing really is fresh in this, but it becomes fresh every day as we continue reading it over and over again because the Holy Spirit's always speaking new things to us. So it's the same letter, the same Bible, nothing new, no, no new books of the Bible, but whenever we read it, we get something new out of something that we've already read. So, you know, in this last season, if you've remembered, I shared some archive videos, I did some recap videos, not because I was being lazy and not because I didn't want to prepare something fresh. I really was praying and asking God, like, what do we need in this season? We're overloaded with so much content. I mean, you could watch, you know, thousands of other churches right now, but you're on this one right now. You could watch a podcast after this and another YouTube church after this or whatever. There's just so much opportunity out there. And so, you know, what do we really need? I was processing this with God and I really felt like God was speaking to me about, you know, we need to go back sometimes to go forward. We need to actually go back to what he's already said and dig a little deeper. Go back to, some of us want a new word, want a new word, like tickle my ears. I want a new word. I want a new prophetic word. I want a new revelation from God. And God, and we ask for this from whether it's people or God, God's like, go back to what I've already told you. Go back to what I've already said, because there's something in what I've already said that will be new once you go back, which is why we read the Bible. I've already read, you know, all the Bible, but every time I go back to it, there's something new for me now that I didn't have back when I first read it. So I hope you're getting what I'm saying. So I've been in this process, and uh, this morning, I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to bring us back a little bit again. I'm not going to show you archive videos. Um, I'm going to show you like a like a 30-second clip of something, but I, I literally, I feel we're, we're to go back in time a little bit, dig in a little bit, and then talk about how we are living these things out now. I'm doing a little check-in. I'm doing a little check-in with you. The Holy Spirit's doing a little check-in with all of us this morning. So I want to check in with two things today, and I want to ask you, what did God do? Remember at the beginning of the year, and it's been shared a few times now, where I shared a, a word that I had, and it's it was three points that I received from God in the end of 2019, coming into 2020, that would shape the season. Number one, in 20 there is plenty. Number two, this year you're losing fear. And number three, in this season, you're gonna find your reason. I wanna encourage you, lock into these things this season of your life in 2020 and great things will come as a result. Hope that encourages you. I know it's going to be an amazing, amazing year. I hope that was a good reminder for you and that you're already realizing how, how much of what was said has already applied to you and you're already living out. And I'm, in, I'm hoping by the end of today that you're going to be able to write some of these things down, what God has done and share with your spouse, a friend, somebody out there, yes, this is this is an area where I, you know, lost fear. This is an area where I found the reason for the season. This is an area where I really received and experienced the plenty of God, that God is the God of more than enough. Now, then another message I want to quickly highlight is a message that was entitled, What Are Your Stones? Check this out. Where are the stones? I want to grab some stones from this season. I don't want to just cross over quickly. I don't want to just make it through and run across. I want to get some stones so that I can bring them with me as a reminder. God wants you to pull out stones of promise, stones of victory, stones of strength, stones of harvest. 
and stones of resurrection, stones of awakening old hope that's died. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I'm praying that in this season, a new you would come out of this season. So I share these two messages because I really feel they're prophetic messages for the season. And I want to come out of 2020 knowing what God has done, remembering what God has done, writing down what God has done, sharing what God has done. There's so much more to be thankful for than to be discouraged by. Because it's very easy to see what God didn't do. But it takes faith to see what God has done. And I want to celebrate what God has done. And it's important that we go into seasons like this with guidelines, with what I'd call prophetic guidelines or prophetic directives or words of encouragement to help guide our season. It says in Proverbs 29 verse 18, without a prophetic vision, people run wild, but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. You've heard it like said like this, without vision, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is he who keeps the law. When it says my people are unrestrained, it literally means, in some translations it would say it like cast off restraint. It actually means deprived of moral restraints or become ungovernable. In other words, when you have no clear insight into the next season of your life, no goal in mind, no vision, no clarity as to what God wants to do, no prophetic directive, what happens is you have no guardrails to keep you on the right path and you become ungovernable. You start to, everything gets questioned. Everything, you begin to throw out everything you once valued because you just lose vision. This is the thing, you guys. In seasons like this, a global pandemic, I know so many people have struggled to keep vision, to keep what God has set at the forefront. It's so easy to get so discouraged and so in a place of despair and so hopeless that you start everything starts to, to deconstruct in your life. Everything starts to break down in your life. Confusion begins to reign at a really, really intense level. And you become ungovernable, which is the word here. Where there is no vision, my people cast off restraint, which is why it's so important we go into every season with the word, what is God saying? What is God promising us? What is God guiding us towards? Because if we have that, you guys, if we have that, we have what we need to make it. Now, you know, I'm not saying you always need a prophetic word for every season because Jesus is a prophetic word. He is the one that we're, uh, you know, running after. He is the one that we are walking on the water towards. He is the one that we are chasing after with everything. He's the reason for the race that we call the race of faith, okay? I get that. But God is a relational God and he's always communicating to us. And we need to know what he is saying to us so we can continue to position ourselves to make it and to win in every season. So I want to check on in on three things today that connect to both the messages I just previously highlighted that were words spoken this year in 2020. Number one, I want to ask you the question, where is the plenty? Where is the plenty? Can you see it? Can you see it in your relationships? Maybe there's a new relationship. Can you see that maybe you've had more time to work on things that you couldn't have worked on in the past? I know for some people, we have feel like we have less time because it's gotten busier in some ways. But maybe that's not you. Maybe you feel like you have more time. You have more time to focus on some of your passions, your hobbies, your desires. More time for your relationships, your friendships. Maybe more time to spend with your mom, your dad, or whatever. I don't know who it's been for you, but you've seen 
plenty. There's been plenty in 20, because that was one of the words. In, in 20, 2020, there will be plenty. So I wanna ask you, where is the plenty for you? Maybe it's financial support that you didn't have uh, in, in areas of your life before. Maybe um, there's been financial breakthroughs that you've seen in this season. Maybe the government's been really good to you. I know for some, it's not been the best, but for many, it's been really good. What areas can you celebrate where you've seen the hand of God bringing the plenty in your life. What did he do? I want you to write it down right now. I want you to record it. Find an area where you can say, wow, I have seen the plenty of God in 2020. It says in John 10, verse 10, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. This is a promise of God. This word for abundance means super abundance. This is the promise of God that he has come. Jesus has come to give you a life. And not just a life, but an abundant life. More than you can expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. It says in Genesis 17, verse 1 to 2, when Abraham was 99 years old, God showed up and said to him, I am the strong God. Live entirely before me. Live to the hilt. I'll make a covenant between us and I'll give you a huge family. This was a big promise to Abraham. And as we know, his name changed from Abram, Abram to Abraham. And he was the patriarch of the faith. But the important part of this verse that I want to just highlight is this is the first time that, in, I, know I, I know I didn't read it out of the message, but it actually is the first time where the name for God, El Shaddai, is used. We see this in the message where it says, I am the strong God. What it really is saying in the Hebrew is, I am El Shaddai. I am the God of more than enough. I am the God of plenty. This is the first time. The God of plenty came at a time when there was struggle. The God of plenty came at a time for Abraham where there was no end in sight. I don't even have a kid. And, I, and how are you saying that I'm making a covenant with you to be a father of many nations? I don't even have any sign of hope for that right now. And here you are saying that I, I am the El Shaddai God, the God of more than enough. I don't see the more than enough yet, but I'm getting the promise from you. It came in a struggle. Let me just tell you that this is where plenty comes. It comes when we least expect it. I, I did not know that two months after I shared this word, we were gonna move into a global economic, you know, struggle on so many levels, a pandemic. But let me just tell you, I believe it's in these seasons where God shows himself even stronger. It was in the wilderness season when the Israelites were traveling for 40 years. They didn't have anything. They didn't have much. They didn't even have a permanent home. They were setting up and tearing down. They didn't know when they were gonna get their next meal sometimes, but it was in that season that God supernaturally showed up and provided for them. They had all that they needed. It's in these seasons that God shows up and pronounces himself as El Shaddai, the God of plenty. That's why in 20, there is Plenty. I know for me and my family, there was so much to be thankful for in this regard in this season. I know for us, all the extracurricular activities were canceled at night. I mean, we were at one point driving literally like every night of the week, driving kids around, 
one kid here, one kid here, picking up one kid here, one kid here. The only one that didn't have anything really was my youngest daughter, who's four. Uh, but everyone else had, uh, you know, all of three of my four kids had something going on every night of the week almost. And it was crazy. It felt bananas. And I know for us, it was like when this whole thing happened, this quarantine happened, it like, it, it was like all of a sudden we felt like we had so much... We had plenty of family time, family dinners. Like I was not driving my kids around rushing dinner like we used to. I, I'm so thankful for that. So thankful for that. And I know that things have kind of picked back up again slowly, not at the same pace as it was before, but I'm thankful that God showed up in plenty, that I am the God of more than enough, Sean. I'm gonna give you guys more time as a family, more time to eat dinners together. You're not gonna be rushing here and there. And I'm so thankful for that. And of course, in so many other ways, even financially, God has blown my mind, surprising me in so many different ways in this season and, and provided for our needs and above and beyond our needs. I am so thankful. I have really seen this word come to pass, even in my own life, but I know our family life as well. And even those around me that in 20, there has been plenty. I want to ask you number two, second question. When did you lose fear? When did you lose the fear? What fear did you lose? At what point in this last 10 months did you lose some fear? Did you start that new thing, that new job, that new uh, entrepreneurial idea, that new business? Did you make that move? Did you ask that girl out on that COVID-friendly date yet? Did you step out financially to begin to trust God in a new way? Like, what fear have you broken? What fear have you lost in this last season? You know, the second point that uh, I shared in that video you saw, the first video you saw, I said the second point was this year you're losing fear. And I encourage our community to wrestle for this directive in one area, at least one area of your life, our lives, that we would wrestle to see fear conquered. Second Timothy first, uh, chapter one, verse seven says, for God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power love and self-control. That word for fear is a cowardly fear. Some translations would call it cowardice, but it's a cowardly fear. It's a fearing of man. It's being timid. And I, my prayer for you in this last season that you would have lost some fear of man. Maybe it was fear of failing. Maybe it was fear of letting somebody down. Maybe it was fear of not being the, the, the leader that you could be. I don't know what that is for you, but I pray that you have lost some fear this year. I know for me, there's so many areas of fear in my own life where I feel like it's been broken down even more in this season. In this season where we feel like we've lost again. And I said this in one of my podcast episodes recently, we don't lose only because something is wrong. We lose sometimes because something is right. And I know for us, I mean, we had lost an actual building six or five years ago. We lost an actual building. We had a permanent lease space for years and we lost that. Two months notice, we had to go out, become a mobile organization. Went from venue to venue. Those of you that have been with us, 13 venues in three years. Then when this pandemic hit, it's like we lost our building again. Well, we're familiar with this. We're familiar with it. We were, we were prepared this time. We are prepared this time. We, we learned in the, the mobile season not to rely on a building. You know, we, and we had to break through some mindsets along the journey, but I feel like we were stronger because of it. So when fear came knocking at our door this time, when we lost, uh, when we feel like we had to shut down, 
for, for this pandemic, we were able to adjust, but it didn't mean that it didn't come with new fears. New fears of coming in online. Would we do it good enough? Would we do it, you know, the best we could do it? Did we have the right tools or gear or whatever? And I just feel like we've been breaking through each and every week. And I wanna thank you for being a part of that journey with us. And we hope that being online has worked for you. And I know that we're improving each and every week. I wanna ask you the third question. What was your reason? You know, the third point that I had in the first video that I showed, the three things that God showed me the end of 2019 for the next season was that in this season, you will find your reason. I feel like that that umbrellas this whole entire pandemic season, that we need to fight to find the reason for the season. What is God doing in and through my life? I want to see clear. I don't want to exit this season the same way that it came in. I want to come in and I want to stay as long as I need to, to get what I need to get so that when I come out of this season, I could say, man, there was a reason for this season. I referenced another video based upon the title, What Are Your Stones? And the different stones that I believe that were called to gather in this season as a memorial for future generations, kind of in reference to the opening verse about how we are to record what God does, record what God has promised for future generations, people that are yet to be born. Well, this was that, Joshua 4, let's read it together, 21, 24. Then he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying, what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, when he dried up before us until we had crossed over. Verse 24, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. What are these stones that he is talking about, that the scripture is talking about? in this passage. Well, you gotta understand Israel finally about to cross over into the promised land that they had been promised to cross over to. It had been 40 years in the wilderness. A whole generation dies. Now a new generation has come up. They're finally at the crossroads. They're finally at a crossover moment. And yet there is a river. There is a, uh, they, have to, they have to somehow supernaturally cross over. It's flooded, super high. It's harvest season. There's no way they can get across. Normally they would have been, but because it's harvest season, there's no way they can get across. The plan of God was that God was going to part the Jordan for Israel, but that each leader was to go and grab a stone while they were in the middle and bring it out of this experience off of, off of the dry land where the river would have normally been and bring it up and build a memorial to speak to future generations so that one day when the kids ask, hey, what are these stones, Dad? What are these stones, Grandpa? They would say, hey, these stones I picked while I was in the middle of a miracle, while I was in the middle of a mess, while I was in the middle of a crossing over moment, while I was in the middle of a pandemic, while I was in the middle of something impossible, God instructed me to pick something up from the middle and bring it across to the other side and build something that would be remembered as a memorial to speak to you, to encourage your faith when you're struggling, to encourage you when you feel discouraged, to give you hope when you feel hopeless. This is why they gathered stones while they're in the middle. God didn't say, go back in once the water's back 
together again and you got to swim in, go to the bottom, get, get a stone. No, God said, while the, 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 while the Jordan River has parted and while you're in the middle, pick up a stone and carry it to the other side. This is what God, I believe, wants us to do in this season and continues continues to want us to do in this season as we move forward. However this season is, there are stones that we are to gather while we are in the middle of this pandemic, that we are to gather and bring over to the other side so that future generations will look and say, what is that? And we'll be able to say, hey, man, I started this business during that pandemic. I, you know, was restored to your mom in our relationship during that pandemic, you know, my relationship with my father, my mother, you know, whoever was restored during that pandemic, we are who we are today because of that pandemic. My business was stronger. I got the new job or whatever, whatever the case may be. I moved to this house, bought this property, whatever the case may be. There are things that you are called to gather in this season that will speak to future generations. What was your reason? Have you found it? Have you shared it? Have you written it down? I want to encourage you to do that. I know for us, I came into the new year excited to uh, celebrate 12 years as a legal entity. Now, I've been, you know, in functioning ministry for over 16 years, but I, I 12 years as a legal entity, kingdom culture, as a legal organization, before the church was ever a part of anything that we do, traveling, itinerant, media, missions, outreach, training and equipping schools that we had developed, you know, 12 years, we were celebrating this. And I was excited because we're going to go in to on April 12th for 12 weeks, we're going to launch a series called Revive 2020. Now I had no idea that in the middle of March, we'd be in a global pandemic and everything would have to shut down and all of our plans would have to shift. But God knew what he was doing. And I could see what God was doing. I talked about how 12 would be a milestone year for kingdom culture. Well, I think it is. I believe it is. We've been able to continue to move forward, to advance, to grow, to deepen our roots, to strengthen our core as a community during a pandemic. When everything is falling apart around us, God has kept the glue of kingdom culture together. God has advanced it, brought health to it, strengthened the house, strengthened you. I love the reports that I'm hearing. God is continuing to advance faith in the community. He's continuing to do what he'd always done before, even during a season where we're not meeting together in person. And so we've gathered as kingdom culture, so many stones for our 12th year. And I believe that we're going to be even, it's going to be even greater in 2021, that as we continue to move on to our 13th year, our 14th year, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get stronger. And we're only going to see our online presence get even stronger and, and with more reach in this next season. So thank you for being a part of the journey with us. So Kingdom Culture, I want to ask you, and those that are watching with us, new with us, what did God do in 2020? What did God do in this last season? I'm doing a check-in with you today. I hope you were encouraged and I hope you were reminded of some of the words that he spoke this la in this last season. Maybe you never heard those messages before. I'd encourage you to go back and listen. I know it will encourage you. I know it will strengthen your perspective as we continue to move forward into the next season. But I want to ask you, where is the plenty? Write that down in this season. I want to ask you, when did you lose some of the fear? When and where? What is it? What does it look like? What's your fear level looking like in this season? Has it gotten worse or has it gotten better? 
I wanna ask you, what was your reason? Did you find some sort of reason for this last season where you grew stronger, where you got better, where you were able to do this and do that like in a way that you never were able to do before? I wanna ask you, I wanna check in with you today. This is a really practical message, you guys. We, we don't always need something brand new every single week. Let's go back a little bit and say, okay, how am I wrestling for some of these things? Do I really believe? And the year, and the season is not over yet. We still have time to continue to see and believe. God never seems to come on our timeline, but he's always on time. He never seems to respond or provide for our needs in the way that we want him to, but he's always on time and he's faithful. And I, my prayer, even for some of these things, before the clock strikes 12 on December 31st, in just over a week and a half, that you would continue to see some new breakthroughs, or you would see for the first time some new breakthroughs in areas that apply to things that I've shared in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this season. And God, we don't want to get so caught up in the new thing that we forget the thing that you've already done or the thing that you've already said or wanted or said in the past. We want to go back a little bit. We want to go back. We want to, we want to celebrate, God, what you have said and what you have done. But then also celebrate, God, what you are doing right now and write it down, record it, share it. God, I pray that we would be sharers of the goodness of God, that we would be writers of the goodness of God, that we would not focus so much on what God is not doing at the expense of what he has done or is doing in Jesus' name. God, I pray for all those discouraged right now that you would encourage them that you would impart spiritual strength to them, that you would heal them, God, that you would inject a new level of faith into their spiritual journey in this season as we journey closer to a close of 2020. In Jesus' name. God bless you, Kingdom Culture. We will see you next week.